Today on episode 106 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, if you don't use Facebook, you can skip today's podcast and I'll see you next Monday. If you do use Facebook and you're concerned about the excessive permissions Facebook Messenger requires for you to use it on your phone, today I'll show you how to send and receive Facebook messages on your phone without Facebook Messenger and without even having the Facebook app. And today's featured podcast is a weekly tip about training your dog. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor. Tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Hello once again. This is the Computer Tutor Podcast, and I'm your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. I work on computers, and here in this podcast, I try to show you something new or helpful or some cool tip or trick that makes you say, wow, I didn't know that. And I try to explain everything in simple, everyday, sort of normal person language. I have a computer repair business, so if your computer has a virus or almost any other problem, I can most likely fix it remotely so you don't have to bring it anywhere. If I can help, just give me a call, 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 106. So let's get started. Okay, as I already mentioned, today's tip has to do with Facebook. It seems like there's some type of controversy involving Facebook on a fairly regular basis. And usually it follows sort of a five-step formula, which is something like this. Step one, Facebook users are happy. Step two, Facebook makes a change, like adding timeline or rearranging the way the news feed appears. Step three, Facebook users get upset and demand that Facebook change it back to, quote-unquote, the old way. Step four, Facebook ignores the outrage of the users and leaves the new arrangement in place. And step five, Facebook users get used to it and are happy again. That's just the way it is. Facebook's a free service, so you can't really complain much, and there's really no one to complain to anyway. It's not like they have a team of customer service people answering the phone all day. So if you use Facebook, I'm sure you've heard the most recent issue that came up, which has to do with the Facebook Messenger app that runs on your phone. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with it completely, Facebook has two primary apps that can run on your smartphone. The regular Facebook app lets you access the basic features of Facebook. You can check in places, you can take pictures and post them, you can post a status update, or you can scroll through your newsfeed and just comment on other people's statuses. In the past, you've also been able to send and receive Facebook messages through the Facebook app. But they came out with a separate app called Facebook Messenger, which was designed specifically for those messages. You could still send and receive messages with your friends through the regular Facebook app, but the Facebook Messenger made it a lot easier because that's what it was specifically designed to do. So that's the way it's been up until recently. Facebook just made a couple of changes not too long ago. First, they updated the permissions that Facebook Messenger required if you want to keep it installed on your phone. 
course, most people don't even pay any attention to that, so they just agreed to whatever Facebook requested and kept using Facebook Messenger. But for some people, those new permissions became a problem. Facebook Messenger was saying it needed to access your contact list, the phone's calendar, your GPS location, as well as your phone's camera and microphone. At least that was part of what was required if you wanted to have it on your Android phone. I'm not sure exactly what was needed if you wanted to keep it on your iPhone. I don't think the requirements were quite as intrusive, but I don't use an iPhone, so I can't speak about that personally. Now, my objective on this episode today is not to get into the debate whether or not these requirements from Facebook are over the line or not, or if they invade our privacy too much or any of those issues. I will say that for me, when I saw what was being requested, I didn't agree to it. I just uninstalled Facebook Messenger from my phone. So you can take that for what it's worth. I figured I could live without the convenience of Facebook Messenger. After all, I still had the regular Facebook app, so I could still send and receive messages through that app. Not quite as convenient, but definitely usable. And anyway, I would really rather have my clients contact me by phone or email rather than through Facebook. Anyway, well, it wasn't too long after that that Facebook made another change. They stopped allowing Facebook messages through the regular Facebook app. If you received a message and went to the Facebook app to go read it or reply to it, you'd get a screen that would pop up on the phone saying, Hey, we're moving all Facebook messaging over to the Facebook Messenger app. You can install that by clicking here. So that pretty much killed the idea of using the Facebook app to send messages. You had to either agree to the new intrusive permission request and install Facebook Messenger, or you just couldn't send and receive Facebook messages from your phone. But there was one other option. You could just use the web browser on your phone and go to the Facebook website and do your messaging from there, just like you would on your home computer or your laptop. That wasn't really a good option, though. Have you ever tried using the regular full-size website on that little phone screen? It's not easy. It's not really a feasible option for most people. But I found a solution that's almost perfect. And I'll tell you why I say almost in just a minute. But here's the setup on my Android phone right now. I can and do send Facebook messages. I do not have Facebook Messenger installed on my phone. I do not have the Facebook app installed on my phone. And I don't access Facebook by opening my phone's web browser. I'd go cross-eyed if I had to do that all the time. The way I do this is through the use of an app called Tinfoil for Facebook. It's free, and you can get it in the Google Play Store. I don't know if this particular app has an iPhone version, but there are some iPhone apps that work pretty similarly to this. Anyway, I installed this free program on my Galaxy Note 2, and it works great. Most of the time, I feel like I'm just using the old Facebook app. Basically, what this app does is it gets all the old information from Facebook using the web browser and just repackages it so that the display on your phone screen looks just like the Facebook app. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. You can send and receive messages from your phone, but you don't have to install Facebook Messenger's app to actually do it. There is one negative that I found with Tinfoil for Facebook. When a message comes in, it doesn't notify me that there's a new message. So I have to either already have the app open on my screen, or I have to go and check it every once in a while to see about any new messages that, it, that may have arrived. Maybe you've figured out a way around it. If so, let me know, and I'll mention it here on the podcast in a follow-up.
But other than that, I've been very happy with it. So go and give it a try. Let me know what you think. And this week's featured podcast is about training your dog. It's called The Dog Trainer's Quick and Dirty Tips for Teaching and Caring for Your Pet. I like this podcast because it's very practical and it's very easy to follow advice. We, we have a couple of Yorkie puppies, Lily and Fenway. They're really pretty well behaved anyway, but it seems like with pets and especially dogs, I'm always learning something new. One thing I learned recently from this podcast came from an episode they did about how to choose a groomer for your dog. Did you know that a dog groomer does not need to have any kind of license or certification to do that work? Now, of course, a grooming salon needs the proper business licensing, but the groomers that work there don't need anything. Well, fortunately, we have a good groomer right here in town, about two minutes from our house. She loves our dogs. They love her. She does a great job. But this uh, dog training podcast is short and to the point, and most episodes are only about six or seven minutes. They have a quick intro, and then the host just jumps right into the topic. The host is Jolanta Benal, and I believe she actually works as a professional dog trainer. Here's a couple of minutes from a recent episode where the topic was how to read a dog's face and other body language. Hi, welcome to the Dog Trainer's Quick and Dirty Tips for Teaching and Caring for Your Pet. I'm your host, Yolanta Benel. Last time I devoted an episode to body language, I focused on the tail. This week, a look at your dog's other end, her face. Gaze into your dog's eyes. Actually, hold off a second. Among canines, maintaining direct eye contact often signals challenge and confrontation. Hang around a dog park long enough to see a scuffle or two break out. You may catch one or both of the dogs involved giving each other a hard, wide-eyed, unblinking stare just before the quarrel erupts. Or one dog may blink and avert his gaze. That signal often diffuses tensions. Then both dogs may shake their bodies as if shaking off water. Scuffle averted. May peace prevail. Say you find yourself face-to-face with a dog whose body language expresses challenge. His tail is high and curled tightly over his back, and he's oriented head-on to you. He watches you with his pupils dilated, and he's not blinking. That unblinking gaze signifies one tense dog. Direct eye contact from you may well light his fuse. How to retreat safely depends on too many factors to go into here, but in general, backing away with your gaze averted is a good tactic. Direct eye contact gets a reaction from many a skittish or timid dog, too. One classic scenario is that the shy dog approaches you to sniff. Her body weight is back over her haunches, not evenly distributed or toward her front legs, and she stretches her neck in your direction. You look down, your eyes meet hers, and all of a sudden she's backing up, barking fiercely. You can best help a shy dog grow comfortable with you by pretending she's not there at all. This is very unprimate. Nice humans like to encourage shy people by inviting them to talk and drawing them in. Alas, our human courtesy often misfires with dogs. As I said, it's very practical advice, and I think anyone with a dog would find it interesting and probably helpful. Now, one thing I didn't care for too much about this podcast are the commercials. If you go to the website, quickanddirtytips.com, you'll see that this is actually a network of podcasts on a huge variety of topics. They cover everything from science to romance to home budgeting. And all of their podcasts are short, and each episode always has a commercial, and it seems like the commercials are sometimes just too much. 
I mean, they'll have a little brief commercial at the beginning, and then halfway through is a full commercial, and then at the end there's a reminder like, this episode was brought to you by, and I think it's just way too much commercial for a seven-minute podcast. But people still listen to them, so what do I know? Anyway, if you want to check out this podcast and the other ones in the network, go to quickanddirtytips.com, or you can find it on iTunes or Stitcher. And before I close, I just want to remind you that you can always call my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468 and leave me a message. That line is available 24-7 and it's never answered by a human. So just call up and leave your message and you just might hear it on this podcast. Or you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And that's going to do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.